terrorize the world. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Nick and I are here again to uh, cover some news. I mean, there, there are actually some pretty good headlines out today, and one one really big story that Nick, you're going to handle that one for us. Um, I say we just really jump right into it. So, yeah, tell so, me what you got. Uh, so, from from what I've been reading, apparently, uh, the West Craven Estate which holds the license for A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, They're planning on doing a reboot of a movie, or they're planning on uh, making a series for HBO or whatever. So they're taking uh, scripts into consideration from other people and seeing what they like. There's nothing set in stone. Mm-hmm. We don't know when this movie's going to come out. We don't know if it's a movie. We don't even know if it's a show. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do uh, with, with this franchise because right now we have Halloween. Mm-hmm. They, they, they made a comeback. It worked. And I'm, like, I'm so happy it worked. Yeah. And they're doing a wonderful job. And I can't wait to see Halloween Kills. And I can't wait to see Halloween Ends. So and they can finish off the Halloween series. Definitely once check and out our all. last news update. We we covered Halloween Kills and a bit more information about um, some other pretty big headlines. Um, and you know we talked about this last time. I am so okay with directors and producers doing whatever the hell they want all the time. Like I I'll be here and kind of be like hey, I don't think that'll be good or I I think it will be good. I want people to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and then <coughs> just to watch it and talk about it. That's that's kind of like. I don't have like any like deep sentimental attachment to be like you can't reboot this yeah. it's going to attack me personally and I'll be upset. I really am like try like I hope it's great because I want there to be an awesome movie to talk about. But at the end of the day bad decisions are often made and sometimes really good ones are made and that create great reboots like Halloween was pretty good. So yeah. no matter what we get to do what we like which is watch movies and talk about them. So I, I, I want to see a great passion project. I want to see somebody make a great film um, that we can just be like, wow, they did it. They, they took the aesthetic and they brought it into the modern world and it's just like they nailed it. But who knows, right? I want them to learn from Platinum Dunes. That's a good point. <laughs> because plat- all Platinum Dunes was was this big, uh, like, you remember you remember this? From from the original Nightmare oh, on Elm Street, okay. you remember you remember this. Here's a reference. Here's another reference. Even though we're making a reference, it's slightly, it's less superior to the original. Uh-huh. Like CGI everywhere. The only thing that I that I have to say that's really good about that film in particular was the concept of micro sleep, where the when you when your brain doesn't get a certain amount of sleep at a period of time it'll it'll shut off for okay. a second so like freddy krueger appears while you're still awake or whatever that's cool I okay. that, that that's really cool other than that that movie's garbage but <laughs> so i'm i'm very hopeful wes craven whoever whoever writes the script not not wes craven wes craven's gone but the the estate 
whoever whoever holds the rights and everything pick the best script that you could find and i know that's really hard like if i was in that position i i wouldn't know what to do i'd probably blow my brains out because i am so (laughs) indecisive and i and that that kind of shit stresses me out but i really hope i really hope that they can do they 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 can do something original um and exciting absolutely even maybe like uh kind of do something like halloween halloween is doing and kind of just bring it back to the the original and make it more scary instead of instead of jokes and stuff yeah i mean so slightly related news we have more reboot talk um there were a couple more heavily rumored i should say um headlines that i found and again not much is known about these and and the information that is out there now is bound to be a little bit misled i mean these are journalists who get little cookie crumbs of information and they have to expound off of that so when the truth comes out we'll we'll see that maybe the these rumors were a little bit farther from the truth maybe closer but it's interesting and it shows that something is happening one of these is a reboot of texas chainsaw and i know nick you said that you came across this and um it seems like the the idea is that it will probably be a direct sequel to the original so it might chop off (laughs) they already did that yeah they they already did did that the they quote did a that I saw. Job of it too. The, I saw a quote from somebody. It may have been, I don't know if it was a quote from a producer, or a journalist, or what. But they basically said it will probably be a direct sequel from the original, and something along the lines of, "We already did it. You'll just have to deal with it. Like, like this is what we're doing. So come along for the ride or don't." If they, which you know, I have no problems if they're yeah. gonna do the same, th- like. Not the same thing, like, directly, right? but the same concept, um, in a way. I, I'd like to see what, what people, what people do with this. I Me really too. do. I mean, uh, especially it's... when you hear about the director. Um, it's a guy, oh boy, I should have learned how to pronounce his name before we even started recording. Butcher it. Butcher it like I'm just going to go for the last one. Alvarez, I believe it's Alvarez. He directed Don't Breathe and uh, um, Ooh, Evil Dead. I have that the, the 2013 one. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, I'm excited. I know. I liked both films. So I, I don't think that's a rumor. I think they're pretty sure that if this is happening, it's going to be helmed by Alvarez. Again, might be butchering that. Now, the script is by someone who doesn't have any IMDb um, credentials for ever writing a script before, except for, for, short, for short films. And in some of the journalistic pieces I saw on him, apparently this is like his first foray into actual big-time screenwriting. His name is Chris Thomas Devlin. Um, I don't know who he is. Hopefully he just did something so compelling that they were like, oh, you're writing the script. Or, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. So we'll we'll have to see how that pans out. But with that director, I, I'm, I feel like it could be really something worth watching just based on the stuff he's put out in the past oh yeah so that's kind of cool it, it's like this is yeah this is definitely an interesting time for horror fans we're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of reboots we're getting a lot of a lot more horror movies coming in and 
like I said, Halloween. Halloween's doing amazing. Yes. It's not. It's not bad. It's uh. It's definitely. It's definitely not the Cult of Thorn trilogy, dear God. Um. So. And it's def. Yeah. It's. I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Uh, what the future holds for us. I am too, man. Hounds out there. Hell yeah. It's a good time to have uh, a podcast like this because there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Now, I mean, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll throw. We try to keep these episodes brief. There's one more I just have to cover. Another heavily rumored, possibly misled headline: American Werewolf in London reboot. This is something that I think just like it came out in a decade where it was perfect. Everything about the time when that movie came out, the soundtrack, the direction, the act, everything was so perfectly aligned that it made a movie that I love so much. I have to watch it every year. And every time I watch it, I f- I'm just over the moon that the movie was made. Something about that over film, the, I just love the death out of it. Over Ooh, the blue moon. Very nice. Over the blue moon. Over the okay. Oh. Yeah, hey, I like that. You took that one step further. Um, now, I apparently this has been rumored before. It, it, it's mm-hmm. this is a credible little rumor here, where it's like, oh, it really could be happening. Something's in the works. A few years ago, apparently, um, there's a guy, Max Landis, the son of the original writer of the first one, was apparently writing a script for a reboot, and then he got layered on with a bunch of sexual abuse allegations, and it just kind of went away. Now it's, it seems like the idea is making the rounds again, and they're looking for another writer for it. I don't know who that is yet. I don't think anyone knows for sure who that is yet. I haven't even heard anything about a real director yet. So this might not be as far along in production as we think, or it's a really well-kept secret and a little bit of information leaked out. What's kind of cool, though, is that apparently we have it on decent authority that uh, Robert Kirkman might be producing it. Now, that kind of just means funneling money to it, but this is the original writer of the Walking Dead comic books, and he, he also wrote some of the episodes of the TV series. So... That's kind of cool. I wonder how... It's cool. Like, somebody who who did great things and is talented is going to be working on it. I like that. But this is, like, one of the very few movies that I really am, like... I want it to be done well. And that's rare for me. I'm normally like, whatever. Do whatever you want. I just want to watch it. But I love this movie a lot. It's like... It's like... It's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's it's one of those movies that I hold dear to my heart. And... And the thought of somebody rebooting it or remaking it whatever that's a scary thought and you can now you can seriously understand why i yeah like i hold other franchises close Mm -hmm. and same thing with other fans and everything because it's it's just yeah yeah fuck it up and then you end up upsetting everybody else yeah definitely um, i would like to see a modernized version of it definitely but how do you I, do it uh how how wh- what, what will american world in london look like with facebook like <laughs> with with iphone i just like and I, I don't mean to be like it's impossible it isn't impossible great horror movies have been made in the past few years incredible mm-hmm. movies <clears throat> that that top the charts for me in some cases uh, it, it's just what, what's unique about this movie in particular is that it was so connected to the decade in which it was directed and, and created. So much of the music and everything about it just just oozes character 
and it doesn't feel like a character that can be brought into 2020 and remain something essential about it can that be done absolutely but i'm just struggling to see like a modern actor or anything that could really nail a role that would be iconic and incredible so a modern david yeah like (laughs) and he was nothing special we saw that he left all the doors wide open in his apartment complex and just Mm -hmm. like was knocked out on the floor after that no no i mean he and his buddy typical american yeah (laughs) man he and his buddy like the chemistry in that film was incredible everything about it was just so cohesive and great it's just one of those weird perfect movies that did exactly what it wanted to do and nothing more nothing less and you can just love it. There, there isn't really anything to get hung up on. So, I, again, I'm really curious to see how this works out. And I hope they... It just got it's a minefield, this thing. How do you... I don't want fan service, but I also really want a lot of nods to the original film where it's due. Like, you have to... There are some elements you can't avoid. Like, how... Will we get another iconic subway scene? Is that possible to reproduce something of that caliber again? It definitely is, but who can do it? And how can we make sure we have a killer screenwriter and a killer director and killer actors that don't, you know, it just seems like such a difficult thing to do well. And without a company that likes to stick their fingers yeah. in, in, in the pie and screw everything up for a quick crack cash grab. That's right. They make, if they make American Werewolf in London a PG-13 movie, I, oh my God. God, I will castrate. <laughs> I will, I will castrate. <laughs> I will castrate somebody. You will oh, not man. see me. I will be in prison. There's going to be a transformation scene that's just like blurred and hidden behind an object in the house. And it's like, you CGI. ruined everything. <laughs> CGI? Oh, no. no. That's, I didn't even think about that. How will you do this? Like, this is difficult. I don't know how to feel about okay. this. I'm excited how that it's you... getting like attention. But how, how do you pull it off? It's... It's got to be practical effects. It can't be CGI. I don't. I don't. I don't want that. Yeah. I hate CGI. One hundred percent. Man, this is absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. So, things to be excited about, and a lot of things to be worried about too. Here. Um, I that's just how it is, though. Um, well, man, I when this if this comes out, I doubt it's like a twenty twenty movie. It's probably it might be years off. I, I don't really know. Oh yeah. But um. Oh yeah. Man, that's something to look out for. This will be. We're gonna dedicate a long episode to that when it comes out. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> do you have any any other? I'll probably make. I'll probably make comparisons to the original. Obviously. Oh, we have to. We have to. Absolutely. Oh, we might even revisit the original and do another episode on it by that time. So. Man. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any other, any other big remarks here before we close up? Other than that, nothing really. I'm just really excited uh, to see, you know, what's going to happen with these movies. Yeah. Who's going to take control of the IPs and everything. Right. And let's see what kind of scripts we get. And hopefully, hopefully everything turns out good. And if it doesn't, then we have a shitty film to cover. Hey. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> PG-13, American Werewolf in London, here we come. Let's take it a, a step further and make it a PG horror movie instead of a PG-13 horror movie. Let's restrict it even further. Oh, man. You know, one thing I will say, Invasion of the Body Snatchers was PG. So was Jaws. It was. 
it was like old school PG, right? Like back when that was like, because it also had like pretty graphic nudity and it was pretty violent and horrific. But I remember I had the DVD and my parents bought it. It was one of the first horror films I really sat down and watched. And it was PG and I was terrified of it. I was horrified of this movie. It was it was absolutely gritty. And I was so amazed that that, that was the rating. And that's what I was, you know. So, it, it, and that's not fair. That would never float anymore. But, all right, there's a lot to look Too out for. Too many snowflakes. Okay. All right. We don't have to get political. Um, Come on, let's, let's so, do this. Okay, boomer. News, no. <laughs> headlines. We talked about them. There's some stuff to like. There's some stuff not to. So, I mean, other than that, uh, let us know what you guys think. Are you guys excited for these new IPs? Are you, you know, what are your thoughts? Should they just, like, not even bother, or much? They're they're gonna they're gonna continue. They're gonna continue That's with actually, what they're doing. That is a question worth and exploring. They they probably will no matter what we say. But but I, I like that question that you posed, which is I'm over here saying whatever, do whatever you want, whatever you want. I'll just talk about it. But is dedicating millions of dollars to one movie? doesn't that mean you're not dedicating millions of dollars to another movie that might be a way better idea? Like, like if you're going to do crazy reboots and just trash the movie just to get ticket prices on the first opening week, are you robbing really <laughs> cool movies from actually having a chance at, at the spotlight? It's like, yeah. Honestly, this, this is... I've, I've yet to see something original as of recent besides, like, movies like Don't Breathe and stuff like that hereditary black Which... coach daughter I, I mean there are some films that i haven't introduced you to yet if you watch them you'd appreciate them even if you have like your qualms with them you'd say this is a new sh- subgenre that is being made there's some great yeah. stuff it tends to be from either um fringe directors or indie companies but there's but really cool stuff about, coming out i'm talking about like triple a yeah. like yeah hollywood movies which <laughs> whatever man you know it's i feel like a lot of horror movies nowadays they just horror horror people horror fans in general they don't get taken seriously horror movies don't get taken seriously as they should a lot of people uh, put a stigma on horror movies as they're just shit they're just movies about teenagers being butchered just stroking the mask of Jason whatever um <laughs> yeah it's but I don't think that I, I think people need to stop putting that kind of stigma you can really make art with horror movies and that's what a lot of these films are oh yeah take, absolutely take um Night of the Living Dead for an instance that movie had a lot going for it 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 said um it talked about, you know, a lot of, uh, what's the word, controversial subject matters yeah. uh, think, at the time. Yeah. Texas know, like Chainsaw? Racism. The first Texas film Chainsaw. was just like a spit in the face of the movie industry, and it was so shocking and raw and well done that it just changed every, it literally changed everything. Like... This is art, man. I mean, it's it's it really it really can be, and even modern modern films like uh, you think of it comes at night that really tried to redefine what horror could be. You think of Witch that really took a very unique take on the genre. 
Um, I talked about Black Coat's daughter before. That got a lot of hate, and there there were some shortcomings, but it was it was well done, and it tried <coughs> to be it tried to have a unique angle on the genre too. Like there are yeah. there are some great films out there that I think are doing good work, kind of changing public opinion. But ultimately, as long as we get throwaway movies in October that are just like cash grabs, PG thirteen whatever, just to get people going, get scared, and then forget the movie existed there's going to be that stigmatic element to it that we just can't really avoid. But, you know, that, that, that's the way it is. And, that, and it's more than just horror. There are other genres like that as well where you just can't avoid those. You know, unfortunately, the things that make money aren't always the most admirable things in the world. And that's just kind of, you got to work around it. So, uh, you know, that's that, it's really just that. So, But we have things to look forward to. American World in London, will it be good? Will it be bad? Is it all a lie? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Texas Chainsaw, can they actually remake that? I have no idea. The first one was cool. That also seems tied to its decade. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, is it going to be a movie? Is I could it see. Be a show? I could is see it that be working. A porn? I don't think so. Nightmare I, on Whoops. It's HBO, so what I don't know, but I don't think so. <laughs> But I mean, they White either. Dream on Elm Street. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we could probably dedicate a full episode to you coming up with puns for that, but I think we should stop it here. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we hope to do a lot more of these news episodes. Keep your eyes peeled. We are going to have a movie review of Green Inferno coming up. And boy, was that something. <laughs> you'll, you'll just have to. You'll, you'll get to watch that one. We had fun with it. So. you can try to interpret nick's cryptic mannerisms there and figure Uh out what that means but gotta relieve some stress buddy (laughs) all right thanks for watching you can find us on any podcast provider youtube you know the deal and uh you know talk to us tell us what you feel about the news tell us what movies you want us to cover we are here we'll do it all right we'll see you next time